This is season two of the Truth and Transformation podcast, raw, real, unedited, no fluff. Grab your headphones if you've got little ones around you because this is not for children. We talk about sex, emotions, relationships, any shit that gets you down, we go there. I'm your host, Kirsty D. Let's go. Hello, 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 lovelies. Today we're doing an episode on what we've learned in a long-term relationship, re love and sex. So I've got my husband with me today. And for me, you know, like, I think we live in a world where, you know, the longer you've been in a relationship, that's seen as success. But for me, that's not what success is, unless you're really, like, happy and fulfilled in your relationship. Obviously, relationships have challenges and stuff. Like, for me, you know, it's better to have a super short relationship. And it's successful if you get out of that relationship, if, because it will teach you things, you know, if it's not fulfilling you over a long-term relationship that doesn't fulfill you. That being said, we are celebrating being together 15 years um, in a few days after this podcast has come out. 29th. <laughs> the 29th, yes, I do know the date. <laughs> um, so we thought we would share all the things, the challenges, we want to talk about the challenges that we've had this year. And then we're going to end going into all the juiciness. We're going to talk about sex, you know, been together like 15 years. So I feel like, you know, there's a lot to be to be said there. So, Tony, this is my husband. Hello. 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 Um, I want to just go straight into it because this is called Truth and Transformation. If you don't know, Tony was on um, episode two of this podcast when I just came out as bisexual and we were talking about navigating that. Um, but this is the first time he's been back on since. And I want to go straight into, like, um, I guess the shit. <laughs> like, let's go straight into it. Wait a minute. Like, You're bisexual? Fuck <laughs> <Of> off. <laughs> <laughs> so basically... I must have I, missed I, that one. As as you can tell, we um, there's a lot of love and humour in our relationships. We, we, we take the piss out of each other in a very, you know, loving way. If anybody actually does take anything to heart we talk it out and stuff but you know we play a lot we're very um happy very 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 much in love which is why I wanted to do this you know episode to say it is possible to have those kind of soul nourishing relationships it's something that I'm big on however we have navigated challenges over the years of 15 years together and this year we really had some challenges oh yeah where we both didn't really know if um this this was going to last let's just put it like honestly and and frankly there was a conversation where I was in tears and we we just didn't know we didn't know no (laughs) we didn't um I think well you said I don't think this was going to work and I actually for the probably the first time ever in our marriage agreed with you yeah and said yeah I don't think so either and for me, this is what I want to talk about. See, I believe to my very like core that life's too short to, you know, to be in relationships that actually don't fulfill you, that, you know, have those soul nourishing relationships. It's something that I believe to my very core. Now that doesn't look like there'll never be challenges. There's never things you're going to have to work out. The episode before is like, you know, talked about that you're going to have to work on, on your stuff. So one of the things we've always agreed on that, you know, if it isn't, you know, working for one of us obviously we come together we try and make it work but if it isn't in the best interest of the other person you let that person go to me that is love you know you're not like holding somebody rancid it's like what's in the best interest of this person and this year 
honestly, like, um, we didn't know if it was in the best interest. Basically what happened, to cut a long story short, I wanted more. And I didn't know if we could have that. I didn't know if we were on the same pages. And this is what I want to talk about. Because we've been together 15 years, like, these things are going to happen. You know, you're going to change and evolve. We are not the same people as when we got married. We're not even really the same people as we were probably a year, two years ago. No. And sometimes, you know, like, people do grow apart, you know. And yeah, th- definitely. And and for me, like, you know, kind of like, almost like ransoming that person to stay with that person if they're two different people for me, is not love and it might not be in their best interests. Um, and this year, I, you know, I mean, it, it was just, it was a bit wild. And basically, I've talked about a podcast episode about this. I went through this like really big kind of sexual awakening, which I think was the opening of me coming out. After coming out as bisexual, it just opened up this can of worms of all of these things. And I was just like, I want more. And I felt bad for wanting more. I felt like, you know, I've got a good marriage and, you know, I've got a good husband and like, you know, we have good sex. And I was like, you know, I really felt like, you know, what's wrong with me? But I didn't feel there was something just like not... Not fulfilled. Yeah, I wasn't like, I wasn't fulfilled in our relationship. Um, I wanted more from our relationship. Yeah. And well, I think we both wanted more from our relationship, but just we're floating along. Yeah. So let's like navigate that. What it was like. How how did it feel that conversation when I was at? I don't know. Well, it was a highlight. <laughs> it was the, a delight, you know. Just so, that's the sound of me putting my <laughs> wedding ring down. There you go. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're done 15 years we had a good round <laughs> nearly got there um no it wasn't a very nice conversation but it was um I remember us both being quite upset but at the same time I I think if we'd called it quits there and then at the time I'd have just been like yeah okay yeah because I think I was just like oh, it's just it's just it's not working yeah and it it would have, um, you know, it, it to, to some ways it would have made sense to have, you know, walked away. Not because we didn't love each other, not because we didn't care. But, like, sometimes when you're going through a challenge, it doesn't look like you can, you know, work it out. Yeah. And we've always agreed that, you know, we would walk away if we had to. Now, that would have been really challenging and heartbreaking and all the things. We both would have been really devastated. Um, but it, we, we just didn't know, but what we did know is we loved each other very, very much. Oh, definitely. Like, well, we adored each other, but I think it was a case of, for whatever reason, we weren't connecting anymore. And obviously we'll go into that. There's probably lot. there's lots of reasons, like many couples, they don't connect anymore. But I think for us, we just reached a point where it was like, well, if we don't do something about this. Yeah. And and I think that's the thing, like people, you know, don't talk about these things. You don't hear people, you know, talking about these things or they push it down or they don't have the really awkward, difficult conversation. And then they wonder why they're not happy and they're not fulfilled because they don't want to upset that other person. Like it was so hard for me to say to you that like I'm, you know, basically just not feeling this. I want more. And I was super conscious and, you know, 
worried about hurting your feelings but like it was coming off anywhere it was it was leaking out like you could clearly tell that you know I wasn't that happy I wasn't being in court my best self let's put it that way being an ass I, I was I was at times <laughs> being asked in the yeah but I was uh, we both were and we both um could feel ourselves being a bit of an ass to the person which isn't love it's what is not what you do in a healthy um relationship and I think that was the thing for us both we're like we're not doing this to each other like we love each other too much so we either talk about this we either work through this or we go our separate ways and I would actually say that I didn't think it was possible but I actually think we've gone to another level in our relationship that I didn't know was possible I would say we love each other more than ever we're more connected than well ever. look at me <laughs> I mean, come on we still drive each other crazy I'm a hoot. <laughs> in both good ways and not so good ways. But like, I would say our relationship has got better, and I'm actually really, really grateful. It was a really pivotal time, I think, in our marriage, and it could have gone either way. And I actually think that's one of the the reasons that you know we have the relationship we do because we don't, um, we're not like you know we're hopeful that this will last until, you know, we're old and die. Hopefully we'll die when we're old. So um, one of us trades the other one in. <laughs> yeah, like, trade you in. I think it'll be you. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you, you just have to keep you on your toes. Um, no, but in all seriousness, though, um, I think both of us, you know, we we hope we will be together forever and yeah. providing you know we're happy yeah, and fulfilled I, well, I, but we I, I, don't I, assume we never we because t- I, I think that's the thing people can take somebody in, granted in relationship because they're just like you know well well we're married and we have to stick together and we have to do this but actually we don't believe that we're like we're together whilst this works and if we ever think it's not working then we have the conversation which we did this year of like do we still want to do this yeah well we choose each other yeah. And I think that was the, I mean, it was a very difficult conversation, but I think we both went into that conversation. I think secretly we both went into that conversation probably thinking that this is the end. I I did seriously think this yeah. could be the end. And I felt quite destroyed in that. I felt really, I was like, I'm feeling welling up talking about it. I felt really like, I can't believe it's it's come to this. Because yeah. I, I really did think, I you know what it is? I didn't believe that you could have it all. Even though I talk about having all the things you want, I think a part of me didn't think that, you know, we, that I actually could. Yeah. And I was like, I, I want more, but, like, I don't know if that more that I want. Like, it we didn't can be know possible. if we could give each other everything. Because with, like very different so i'm very ambitious you know when no. i grew up <laughs> i'm very ambitious. Hey, i'm a wizard <laughs> i'm very ambitious i've got big effing goals um things that i want to do in the world and you're quite like truck driver <laughs> no, no, I don't mean it like that. But like you don't bring my career into it, don't you? <laughs> you don't have that same drive. So in that way, there's like you know things that aren't really compatible. So sometimes when I'm doing my thing, you're super supportive, but you don't always get it. And that was actually one of the things that came up. I was like, you know, even though you're supportive and you're saying the right things, sometimes like I don't feel it. That was one of the things that was coming yeah. up. Like when I was going big, I felt like sometimes that. 
you know, um, you felt like I was ignoring you or what? And I, I remember saying something, I was like, this is who I am. I'm ambitious. Like I've got big dreams. I want to go for the things. And like, I'm not going to fucking change. And, you know, you need to either accept that, that I'm ambitious, that I'm going to go for things I'm, or, you know, oh, I'm going to walk away. Basically. <laughs> my, my throat just went really funny there. Sounds like it's changed their mind, <laughs> No, you know what it is? My whole throat chakra is activated because I feel very vulnerable talking about this. Because I still feel like, I still have that conditioning around that makes me an ass. Like, that... No, I, it just I makes should, you human. Yeah, but, but I'm you're And so if people are really honest with themselves, they all have these... You know, women aren't supposed to be that ambitious. They aren't supposed to want more. They're supposed to just be happy, you know being a wife and bringing up kids and I wasn't I was like I want fucking more I I have big dreams and I don't feel super supported even though you were being supportive like I felt this vibe of you like oh god she's doing this and she's doing that like I felt like you know I should be giving you more attention and I should be doing this and I like all these shoulds that I always tell people like it's not your job you know like fuck the shoulds basically but I, I really, really felt it and I wanted to move. I didn't want to be in the same situation. Like there was all these things. I wanted um, like more in a passionate, intimate, in, in our sex life, which again, I felt that was like bad and wrong because, you know, um, we've always had great sex. So I was like, well, how can how can you want more? And I was just like, what the F is wrong with me? Like, you know, all the things. So... Um, yeah, like, let's, let's go into that. How, going from that to where we are now, what do you think shifted? Um, well, I think we were just quite honest with each other. I also think that we just both accepted that this isn't a, a, a sure thing. Yeah. I think we both accepted that, okay, well, if this doesn't work, it doesn't work, but let's just enjoy it while it, you know... I know it sounds really crap, but like just enjoy it while <laughs> we've got crap, it. But that's literally what it but was. But like we could it's die my... tomorrow, you yeah. know, or you know, we could just end up not liking each other tomorrow. Who knows? So I think we just kind of decided that we were to live now. And I think for me, I present. I just thought you know if this doesn't work, I've had an amazing fucking marriage. Like, and I will be forever grateful, and right, I will I'll love put you me to bits. Back on. Here we come, here we go. <laughs> Shut your face. Um, <laughs> but I think for me, I, you know, I think I, I just thought, but I don't want to. For me, I really, really believe in like cultivating, you know, relationships that are actually good for each other, actually feel healthy, where nobody has to sacrifice who they are, where everybody gets to be authentic to them. And I think for me, it just got to the point where. I felt like if I can't be fully me, if I can't be that ambitious, wild, woo, witchy, bisexual, all the things, I thought, I'm out. Like, I love you, yeah. but I'm out. And yeah. also because we have kids and I want to roll that model that to our kids. And for me, also, it doesn't feel love to me, like, if, if we can't do that. And that goes both ways. Oh, no, it was both ways. Absolutely. Like, because I was like, because I could, I was like, I just want to love on you. And yet... I'm like when I didn't feel like we were loving on each other properly that no. we were trying to change and I think expect we each other to be different sort of um tolerating yeah and, and like sort of in a in a non-horrible way but we were just doing day by day same thing 
by the way, the clock says 10.10. 10. Just, just <laughs> put those numbers out there. Um, You've got into all the woo stuff, haven't you, babe? Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just... I can't remember where I was going with this. Um, we were saying about, um, you know, like loving each other, you know, as they are and not taking Yeah, I, I just think, yeah, we'd got to a point where we were just plodding on, but then not really focusing on us. Well, not even just us, but like us, ourselves, and just trying to do what both of us wanted to do, but it wasn't really working, and we were just getting more and more resentful. I was just had the word resentful in my head. I was like, let's just tell it like it is. We were both feeling quite resentful. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I'd been, so like, obviously we went into 2021, like I was like homeschooling and doing all things, like you were working, um, you know, you can sometimes work away quite a lot. Yeah, um, I was very busy I didn't well. want to be in the, you know, the living situation that we were in. And I, I just, yeah, I was feeling quite resentful, quite pissed, quite like, um, I think we were both probably feeling like we weren't really appreciating each other fully. No. Um, but we both had our own resentments, our own stuff. We both wanted more. Um, but we knew we loved each other, but we were like, we just I, weren't that happy. I think we both wanted more, but didn't know how to get it. Yeah, and I think we both didn't think it was possible to get it together because we were Yeah, and also I, th- I think things. until we actually communicated about it, I don't think actually either of us knew what that more was yet. No. I think we both wanted more, but not really understanding what it is we wanted. Yeah. Until we talked, and then suddenly it's like the penny drops, and we were like, oh, okay. But That's but, what we need. But here's the want. thing. Whenever we've gone through, you know, a challenging time, we probably said this on the, the last podcast episode, like it really comes down to communicating. But because life had just got so busy and so crazy with like homeschooling and all things, we and you were like working a lot and, you know, we so we weren't really communicating. And also no. we were trying to protect each other from, you know, like kind of, um, you know, some like, I don't know, weird codependency stuff that I wasn't really aware that was there, which is when you're so trying to protect the other person's feelings that you don't actually speak up about how you're really feeling because you don't want to hurt them. But then what that does is, like, it doesn't go away because you've suppressed it. So it builds up and it becomes resentful. Yeah. And I was quite resentful towards you. I was quite pissed at that, like, you know. Um, because pre- basically, the year Come before... Come on, say how you feel. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, really, I was really pissed. I you shouldn't yeah. tell me this when we had, the, you know, that conversation. <laughs> I was I did tell you this. <laughs> Stop lying. Um but basically the year before I wanted to to move out of where we were living. I wasn't really happy with where we were living. And you know, it was it was such a profound time for us. I'm so glad that we did that move. I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing in the world now. We wouldn't have the relationship we have now. We wouldn't have created more of conscious relationships. Like we're parenting and we're doing all the things better. I'm super, super, super grateful of it. But then, but I was done. I was like, I have this concept that if anyone listens to the podcast, it's called like healing in the field, which is like, you know, um, doing you know, when you're activated and all of that, like doing that work, but then sometimes you have to get off the field. So I was basically done with our living situation and, you know, all of that. And I was done in 2020. (laughs) And now we're in 2021 and I was just like, fuck this shit. I want more. I want to live somewhere else. 
I want to like, you know, really go for it with, with my business. And I want us to, you know, have, you know, like more oomph between us, I guess. And we were just, <laughs> yeah, we, and we were just, um, pissed off with each other. But here's the thing. It, like, it wasn't that, you know, we didn't love each other. I think that's what people can, you know, assume. But it's just we we didn't feel happy. And one thing we both agree on, like, it's not my job to make you happy. It's not your job to make me happy. But we also care about, you know, each other's, you know, well-being and stuff. So we both have to do our inner work. But then it's like you also, as I said about in last week's podcast episode, like if you're not working on relationships and you're just blaming the other person, like you're never going to have really good relationships. So when I felt resentful, I was like, okay... But this is not just on Tony. This is not just on our yeah. living situation. Like, this is me too. How have I let it get to this point? Like, I had yeah, to take well, responsibility for that. Yeah, that's the one thing I think we did was we both sort of... I mean, after a conversation, we sort of sat down, didn't we? And then we both took responsibility for what we're doing wrong. Yeah. And, it's, and not just in our relationship, but just in general. Yeah, for, for where we both, you know... Um, yeah, like both taking responsibility, you know, both like, you know, looking at it. And um, yeah, we were both feeling, I think, just, you know, that we were, parenting was like really, really like hard. Awful. <laughs> yeah, but we're not supposed to say that. But the kids were being like super, super challenging. So you were going to work. I was at home with <laughs> I was like dealing with the kids and I was just like I felt really resentful and I felt like a twat for feeling resentful because I'm like you know I know how blessed I am to have two amazing kids but the driving you felt felt like I'm so blessed to have these kids but man this sucks (laughs) yeah no I literally was like this is so hard like you know and I did a podcast episode um on like the motherhood wounds and like you know how things have changed in parenting and definitely um like definitely nothing like that but it was just that you know we were going through a challenging time in parenting which again like yeah it just added that stress but again and this isn't like toxic positivity where we're always trying to put a good spin on things but this is a genuine good spin like that actually challenge actually allowed me to be like we need to do something about this and it really brought me to learning a lot about um you know, raising conscious, healthy families. And that has really changed everything. It's been really quite pivotal. And I'm super, super, super grateful. So I guess what I want to say is sometimes you can be going through challenges and it is actually working out for you to... (laughs) Tony's pulling funny faces at me. Um, So that you can actually have, you know, the relationship, you know, that you want. You know, because if we just looked at that challenge of just been like... Okay, that's it. And we did, you know, have to contemplate that. I think we both thought maybe this is it. But we also was like, you know, let's work with this, you know, let's make a count and let's both decide to show up. And if one of us, you know, decides they don't want this, then that's fine. But like we were both, I guess, you know, willing to try. We had nothing to lose. Well, we said we said we would just see how the next, I think I remember it's three months would go, didn't it? Yeah. And and we really, you know, 
went for it and I started opening up to you about everything that I wanted and basically like, yeah, you well, just that... need to accept this as me <laughs> or yeah. I'm out basically. Yeah, well, it was a lot that obviously we hadn't ever talked about that was bubbling at your surface but then you weren't telling me and then there's obviously things that I had that I didn't know was there either which came about when you then revealed stuff to me Yeah, um, which we then combined the two. Yeah. Which worked quite well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the big things was... Talking about sex. <laughs> I think they got that. <laughs> um, um, so one of the big things is, but before we get on to talking about um, sex and stuff, I, you know, for anybody listening, you, it's not fair to a person to ask them to be somebody they're not. I'm no. not, like, and... And I, I would say, if anybody's listening to that, was kind of like the big breakthrough with this in our relationship. You have to become unapologetic about what you want and you have to be willing to um, face that pain and that rejection that the other person might be on a different page and that's going to hurt like fuck. I talked about that on the last podcast episode. Um, that, you know, and, and that was basically what happened. I was like, I am not going to stop doing this i'm gonna go bigger with my dreams i'm gonna do those things you know i i didn't want to be the at-home wife just you know i hate fucking cooking let's just put that out there i like you're a great cook (laughs) shut up you i don't like cooking i'm not that kind of wife i'm never gonna be that kind of wife i'm not like and there's nothing wrong with if somebody does that or they want to do that i didn't want to do that i was like this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go from business i'm gonna do this Etc. etc. Not that you would ever ask me to do anything else, but I just felt like um, you had to say it. Yeah, and I I also just felt like sometimes you know if you came in and I was like doing something like on my computer and stuff that like, you were feeling like oh gosh she's doing that again. Well, it, it was like that. It was a bit like you'd come home from work, you'd been out for fourteen hours, you'd come in and nobody would want to talk to you, <laughs> and it was a bit like. Well, this sucks. I might as well slept in my lorry. Yeah, and I also had to be willing to be like, okay, but I do actually want to talk to you, and I do actually want us to have this relationship. But we were both just not talking and on different pages because we were both mm. just tired and exhausted with like. I think we were talking at were each work. other as well. Yeah, we weren't actually listening to each other. Um, we were both just so in our stuff, wanting to feel, um, I guess feeling heard and um, seen, which everybody does. But in doing that, we weren't listening to the other person. We weren't seeing the other person. We lost um, some empathy for each other. And, you know, when you lose that, you know, like, (laughs) you're in trouble. That's where where we got to. Yeah. Um, And I think because we just kind of, like, had this really fucking hard, frank conversation that changed something where like you know I laid out my cards you told me you know what you thought and I remember crying and saying like you say you love me but like I actually didn't feel loved and not because you were doing anything wrong but just because I wasn't owning that this is who I was and this is what I was going to do like I wasn't communicating to you like what makes me feel loved and being willing to accept that you might not be able to give that to me. Because here's the thing, it's, it's you know, if your partner can't give it to you, it's, like, it's not because they're bad or wrong. It's just because you, you know, we both have different things that we're capable of and different needs. But I had to give you that opportunity to 
be earful to give it to me but I'd never really give you the full opportunity to say to really own it with conviction it's like this is what I'm going to do this is what I want and fucking give it to me (laughs) (laughs) there's a line (laughs) and you did you were like all right all right you didn't too much (laughs) and you were you, you did though you did um you know step up and like was like okay well she's ambitious I've always known she's ambitious let's do it but then also I know one of your ways of feeling love is is that you know um, <laughs> other than cake <laughs> I'm never gonna bake you a cake but I will you can buy me a cake I'd <laughs> buy you a cake on your birthday <laughs> <laughs> is that not good that doesn't sound good I buy you a cake on your birthday once a year I get a cake <laughs> This is about true though. Let's, let's just be honest about it. Um, no, but I do buy you sweets and like I, I, you know, like I, I do the things that like you know. I, I like to think we're both pretty thoughtful actually, but we'd stop being so thoughtful. I think. Yeah. Well, neither of us were really taking into consideration what the other person really I, wanted or desired or we'd needed. Got too resentful that we. Yeah. And 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 this is the thing. This is I always talk about this like people pleasing will lead to resentment and it will kill your relationships. And I didn't realise unconsciously there was this shadow part of me still trying to please you. So yes, I was running the business. Yes, I was doing the things. But I was also still trying to be that version that I thought was good. I wasn't fully owning, you know, my dreams, my ambitions. You know, I was trying to be the good parent. I was trying to like juggle all the balls. And... Well, I think also you had... It's that stereotype of what you think that you should be yeah. rather than us talking about what each other actually wanted. Because I think once we talked, we realised that actually I don't want you to be... Yeah, like you didn't even want me to be that. But... I don't want to be... I didn't want you to be a soccer mum or, a, you know, that kind <laughs> of doing the school run in a Range Rover and going doing, playing, doing all the sports with the kids and that. It doesn't, you know... But the thing is, it felt like you did because I, I would, I could feel this energy of like, oh, you know, she's doing this work or she's doing this. Um, but then, but also that's like so, so, so valid. And I could feel that. And I wanted to give you that attention, but I was so feeling resentful because I picked up on that. But if we just talked about it and then I could learn to, so like, you know, you learned how, you know, I best feel loved, which is being supported in my business, very if anyone's into human design, very like manifesting generator where we just want to go and do and create. But you feel very loved with, you know, um, I guess intimacy, talking, all of those things. But mm. like sometimes my mind's so busy that I need this time to just do my yeah. thing. So we had to come together to work on a way. And the, here's the thing. It was actually, we both actually wanted the same things. A lot looked at very differently. We just had to work out yeah. how that looked. Well, we... I think we hadn't realised that you could connect the two Mm -hmm. to give each other both what they wanted because by one of us, so for mine was intimacy or something like that, by having that, I would then relax and then we would talk more and then you could then sort of relax and you would then talk about your business and then we'd feel connected and then I'd then go off and relax and tinker with the bike and you'd go off and work or... whatever it is you wanted to do so it sort of weirdly started to connect really well yeah and it came and we hadn't been doing that for a very very long time yeah because his thing we we'd got good at that and then some 
you know, life things happen and we just kind of like fell out of, you know, communicating with each other. And I think that's the big thing. If you want a relationship to what you're going to have to communicate with each other, you're going to have to have those difficult conversations. Um, well, we just became mum and dad. Yeah, we kind of lost our identities a bit, mm. a lot. <laughs> um, it was that those two words that you sort of shiver when you hear, you know, oh, it's dad. <sighs> yeah, and it, you know... I do I, love my kids, by the way. Just, just put that out there. <laughs> no, but, but here's the thing. But that was the thing. But because of all my stuff, it was also like, you know, and this is going to sound super harsh, but you weren't my priority because... And you just weren't because... I was like, it's really, really hard with parenting and I don't want to, um, you know, and this is, you know, no offence to, um, you know, how I was brought up or any of my family members, I, I, you know, I think the world of them. But I know some of the stuff that happened when I was a child was not good for me and was really damaging and it, you know, some of that stuff I still unravel and, you know, I've spoken openly before about traumas and stuff. And I was like, the way we're parenting and our resentment is not healthy. I was like, so I need to work out this parenting. I need to get us in a good place with that because I am not enjoying parenting. And I remember feeling like that as I did a podcast episode on this when I had postnatal depression a long time ago. And I was like, I don't want to go back to that place. No. So I was like, I, I can't be doing all the things. I can't be focusing on parenting. And I, I need something for me. Like, this is what I'm doing. I'm really, really passionate about it. I know I'm good at what I do. And I just didn't have the capacity to do all the things. And I think, again, people don't talk about that enough. And I think, as I say, unconsciously, there was this shadow part of me that didn't really believe, even though I was saying it, like, you get to have all the things, go for all the things that I could, that I could have the marriage, that we could, you know, just have the most fucking amazing marriage, relationship, sex life have a really great relationship with the kids, consciously parent and have the business. Like, I, I think a part of me was just like, I can't, I got stuck in the how, which I always say to people like, the how is none of your business. Like, trust your heart, trust your intuition. You will work it out. You can create win-win situations. But I also talk about that we're human and we get into fear and this duality and, and we freak out. And, and that's basically what happened. I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know if we can. Mm, yeah. And so then we started talking and I'd also been going through this like massive sexual awakening so let's go into that because for me I think that was the start of it that opened up something in me which was a really effing good thing because it really allowed me to just step into you know sounds like cliche but more my authentic self and feel my throat again going like oh I feel very vulnerable sharing all this even though I have talked about it before um but I wanted more from our sex life. Yeah. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. And, and I felt like a dick because it's like, and I've spoke about this before, but I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Kirsty? And I felt like I was doing the all the stereotype, um, you know, bisexual stuff. And here's something that I want to say about that, that one, we need to just like stop putting stereotypes on people. And two... You know, if the worst thing is that somebody fits into a, a stereotype, we've like, let's stop shaming people for that because out of all the things people could do in the world, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, like, that's not even a bad thing. But I'd start thinking, oh my gosh, am I actually this stereotype bisexual person? And I've just suppressed it. And I, 
I wanted more and I felt a dick for that again for wanting more because I was like you know if we'd had say like bad sex if we didn't have a really good sexual connection then I could be like well you know that makes sense but one of the things that you know from day one that has been very good for us and I'm going to go into why it's been good for us is we've always had good sex and I I still wanted more so I was like what the fuck is wrong with you Kirsty <laughs> like you which was new to me because yeah so I've spoke about this before on a podcast episode but I'd always struggled with like um libido and things it would sometimes it would be good sometimes it wasn't which is very very normal a lot of people go through that we all have different you know sex drives and stuff but I went through this stage and I know I've talked about this on one of the podcast episodes of you know I was like really I I'd stopped suppressing everything and I'd really and this isn't just about sex this is about all things I started owning what I wanted I started becoming unapologetic about the fact that I wanted more and I think sometimes I didn't even realize I necessarily wanted more I'd suppressed a lot of it and in doing that it opened up all these things but one of the things it had opened up was um you know this kind of like the only way I can describe you know that kind of um you know stereotypical thing and 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 like I actually did I, I, I was this stereotype at this point you know when you hear like you know kind of like the almost like the horny housewife I guess as well like I was just feeling like I just wanted more and I wanted us to have more connection and more sex and all the things and it wasn't that you didn't want to because if anything you've always had a I would say previous high sex drive I mean if anything it was me kind of like you know like backing off backing off yeah um and I felt like, again, and again, this is all conditioning. I felt like I'd spent so long feeling guilty for, you know, my sex drive going up and down, even though you'd never, ever, you know, put any pressure on me in that way. Um, so it's been so long, you know, wanting to have, you know, a healthier sex drive. And then whatever healthier means it's all conditioning and then all of a sudden I was like whoa like all I can think about is sex I couldn't stop thinking about sex and I felt and you actually and I was on that but you actually crap myself yeah and (laughs) I then felt rejected um and not because you but because you just not seen this side of me but I but I Here's the thing. It had always well, it was been, overwhelming. Yeah. And it clearly obviously always been there, but I'd suppressed it because of, you know, we, you know, got together. We got, you know, um, married quickly. We were very young. And then we had our daughter very quickly. So I just pushed Don't it all down. But, but you obviously <laughs> do. You're bringing up a kid. Like, so you just become mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd suppressed, like so much of it so you'd never really seen well, this I, side of me and then also there was sexual trauma so for me um I had to um I, I wouldn't let myself have this I wasn't conscious of that but I now looking back I never really let us have that well I, I think being young parents as well and we both it all happened so quickly neither of us actually took the time to explore what it is sexually we both wanted. Yeah. Not really. I think we just, 
we did what we thought each other wanted. And to I a degree, you know. Also, didn't think I could have that with you because he, here's what I want to go back up on, right? So we've always had great sex, and the reason we've always had great sex, right, is because from day one, I communicated what I wanted from the very first time we had sex. So, um, we were yay. <laughs> <laughs> I did ask Tony before we recorded this if I could share this story. Um, actually, I'm going to let you share the story. What happened when we first had sex? Wow, I was a stallion, you know, <laughs> gave everything she wanted. No, not like that at all. It was um, in a very nice moment that you basically told me to slow down what you're doing. You're trying to run a marathon. <laughs> that, that's 15 what years I said. later, I couldn't run a marathon, but you know. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, she's she's going to tell me what she wants. And and to back up, right, I could do that because, you know, you obviously you have to tune in with the other person because you could obviously make them feel quite insecure. But we had been, like, really bantering and, like, we had that kind of, like, taking the piss out of each other. But as I say, in a non-harmful way because you have to be careful with humour and banter because actually somebody could be taking it personally. But I knew I could say that to you. Um, and also, because, you know, my pre... Like, I had not great sexual experiences before you. So when I started, when me and you came together, I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just going to ask for what I want. And if it's, like, not good, I'm out. And, like, you know, in all honesty, I was like, I don't care, really. <laughs> because, like... You know, like, I, I'm i not doing those kind of relationships anymore. So I told you from day one, we pretty much slept together straight away. So again, there's no rules around that. And I just told you, like, this is what I want. This this is how I want it. But then we became parents. So that stopped happening and got suppressed. And basically what happened is we, you know, it sounds corny, but we, we fell in love and we would make love. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And rather than fuck, yeah, and I and so basically, I'd gone through this, um, you know, sexual work and all these things I'd suppressed, and I was like, I don't just want to make love, though. I, I want to, like, yeah, I want to make love, and I love that, you know, we can tell each other what we want and all of that, but I didn't realize, so I had this a part of me that also just wanted to, um, you know, like the word that's coming out, it's, I feel like it sounds really bad. Is I wanted to have more fun because it sounds like what we were doing wasn't fun, but it was. It, mm. But it was a different yeah. kind of fun. I was craving something else, something naughtier, something exciting, something that felt more wild. Like I wanted to basically fuck, and I didn't believe that you could have both. I felt like you either have the partner that you know you love to bits and you make love and you bring up children together. Or you have this wild, passionate, let's fuck, desire, I want you, I want you right now. Like, I, I didn't think you could have both. Mm. So I never let us have both. And and the thing is, I needed that. I needed to be in a marriage where I was with somebody who it, we would just make love. Because 
what I didn't realise at the time, that healed all this sexual kind of trauma. It created this safe space. Because I think before, I actually wouldn't have been able to fuck. Because in my head, I would have been like, well, he only wants me for sex. Yeah, 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 no. And so I actually wasn't available for that before. But then when I did realise, no, actually, I've healed so much stuff. Like, I want both. I want to sometimes make love. And I, you know, want that, you know, it sounds like such a... Basically, I wanted the the fairy tale, you know, on like, um, oh, pretty woman. It sounds like so corny, and you know, she's basically like, I want the fairy tale one all, and he's like, you know, I don't believe in that. I was like, I want that too. I want us to be like, you know, we're best friends, and I I want us to be best friends, and I want us to make love, but then I also want us to just have wild, passionate sex, and just sometimes just fuck because we just desire each other, and we just want sex yeah we just want to get off like i i I want both i don't want one or the other and uh because we'd never had that i didn't think we could have that and then i felt like oh my gosh you know what's wrong with me i'm having some like quality life crisis you know and if anybody's watched the netflix um sex what's it called sex Sex lives um there's this thing where she clearly wants more and this is what conditioning do. And then there's this kind of clip. I won't, you know, go into all the things for anyone who hasn't watched it. I don't want to spoil it. But basically, there's, you know, the the um, the school mums and stuff. And they're basically like, you know, she's not grateful for what she has and like all of this. But you can clearly tell she loves her husband. She loves her kids. And these people start being mean to her kids. And it's just like, you're being dicks because, you know she's clearly takes care of her kids and like the kids haven't done anything wrong and they're basically saying the kids are suffering because of her but I'm like no the kids are suffering because you're treating them differently because this woman wants more Mm. and that's that's what what it's like that's what we're so conditioned so I was like I felt like it was bad it was wrong to want more and I started having all these like desires and these fantasies things that I didn't even know that I had I talked about this on the conscious um manifestation episode um, and I didn't really understand them and I felt that that was bad and that was wrong. And I felt like if I shared them with you, you would, you know, freak out and be like... Get insecure, panic. Get insecure. Yeah. But I had to be willing to risk that. We both had to do that in a work, but I also had to be willing to risk saying it. And it wasn't a, a fast process. Um, no, you released it in... Yeah, I had to be ready. I had to, you know, feel grounded into it. Um, It was like you would tell me something and then the next week it would up a bit. Yeah. And then the next week it would up again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, you know. um, But it it wasn't like, this wasn't like a conscious um, thing that was in me. It was clearly something that was in me but was suppressed. Like, I wasn't fully aware of it. So I was also you know, freaking out. Yeah. And I think it was just this really messy, you know, because divine feminine rising, like it is messy and she is really expressed and she wants more. And, you know, if you try and push that down, she'll kick your ass and win because she's powerful. (laughs) And then that was thing I was trying to like push it down and I could just feel myself feeling really like emotionally and, um, and vulnerable. And like, I just, yeah it was very messy and very very wild um but actually what's happened and i think you'll agree we're having you know like the 
best sex we've ever had. Yeah. Like, it's so fucking good that I feel like I'm sort of bragging. Um, <laughs> well, I, 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 I... And I am. I <laughs> think because you were releasing what you want, and then I think you were panicking, thinking, well, if I release this to him, he's not going to like this. I, I really thought you wouldn't like it. And then, actually, I was very open-minded with it. But you weren't at first... Let's be honest. You you did freak out a little bit at first because I think it's really important that we. Yeah, share well, this I have a lot of questions. And I thought you would look at me differently, and I thought you wouldn't be able to love it. That was the story that I was telling myself that you've not seen this fully wild side of me that had clearly always been there, but it suppressed. Because I think about like you know before we got together and stuff. Um, so it clearly been there, but then through you know, like traumas and stuff and all of that. Like I'd never really shared it with you. Um, and I think, as I said, because I didn't think I could have both, which was a lie. And these are the sort of things we tell ourselves. We go, well, can I really want this? Can I really have this? It's not possible. And and we just start making up stuff and we start lying to ourselves. But like, you'll never know if you don't ask. You'll never know if you don't communicate. Communication is an imperfect thing. To you know, both people will probably get activated and stuff at times. Yeah. Um, you know, it's learning to communicate, you know, in the most, you know, imperfect but loving, empathetic way where you see, you don't take kind of their resistance as like anything on you. It's like their conditioning. Um, but yeah, so we basically, like I started sharing all different fantasies and things that I was like, oh my gosh, how is he going to take this? So we started doing, you know, like, things like dirty talk. Like, we'd never done dirty talk before. No. And no, it, but then in fairness, I wasn't the most mature, so, you know, I'd have said something like mud. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Which would have ruined the moment. But again, but that came down to, so somebody could have something they want, they could have a fantasy, but, like, the other person won't necessarily know what you mean by that. Yeah. So again, I had to tell you, but then I had to be vulnerable enough to be like, this is what I mean and, and this is what I like. And I felt so cringy saying that because like everybody's idea of say something like Dirty Talk will be different. Yeah. And like, it's really important that I think you help that person build up their confidence because they're going to feel vulnerable and they're going to feel exposed. Yeah, well, it's, it's now becomes a new thing for both yeah. of us. So I had to adapt to it as well. And then by adapting to it i then it sort of woken up a a bear inside of me i suppose <laughs> yeah like you've actually super like got into it so again you didn't even know it was in you and this is the thing so the thing you want you might be surprised yeah your partner might even want it and Doesn't they don't even, even realize they want yeah, it yeah, yeah. because you didn't you were like you know we we have good sex anyway we have a good relationship so like you didn't know, but like you've got like super into it, and you know other things that we've like um, fantasies and stuff Explored. that we've been talked about. Yeah, yeah. well, um, I'd say I'm probably worse than you now, to a yeah. degree. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if "worse" is the right word, but like, and and I think that's the thing. And but and then here's here's the funny thing about that. So that was what I wanted, and then again, I I freaked out. So when you actually then got into it. That caused me to be like, but if we're having this, like, you know, I don't want it to just become about this. Mm, And then that, so then I had that fear. So then we had to work through that because again, I I really just, 
thought, can you really have both? I was like, I don't, you know, I want us to lose this, like, connection and this love and this, you know, um, like, what we have for each other. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess I just didn't think you could have both. So the moral of the story is, we're no longer married and now we're just fuck buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, but, like... And I think what I realise now is you 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 get to have both. Um, if you're prepared to be vulnerable and explore yourself. Yeah. Because it's not just about exploring the other person, it's about exploring you, yourself. Well, because that's the thing, because I'd started, like, really exploring what I like and, you know, um, going through this awakening and, you know, really started exploring my body, you know, masturbating, like, really, really, like, you know, what what do I want? What do I fantasize about? What do I like? And I had to approve of those things and stop making them bad or wrong, but I had. Mm. Yeah. I had, you know, had some fantasies, had some desires, and I was just like, oh, gosh, like that, you know, feels wrong or it feels bad or whatever. And, but when I started learning about this, actually, what I realized is that, you know, every fantasy you have, there's usually some sort of like need or something kind of under there. Um, And actually it's just really, really common. And one of the things that I also learned when I started digging into this is that how many people actually heal through, you know... um, Living out fantasies. Yeah, and king stuff. But it's so seen as like a shameful, bad thing in society. It's seen as like somebody's effed up and somebody's fucked up. Yeah. But actually what it's often about is like, you know, reclaiming your power from like, so for me as somebody that, you know, had sexual trauma and all these things, it was a way in this really, really kind of safe way to really reclaim that something I didn't even know I needed to reclaim. And it might not even be about that. It might just be like, you like that thing and that's okay. And it's like just really, really approving of that. But I I didn't even know it was in me. Like I didn't... uh, (laughs) All the innuendos here. <laughs> Doesn't make me sound great. You know, um, but... No, but I, I like, <laughs> it wasn't that I wasn't allowing myself to have it before. I mean, obviously, that's true. But it wasn't like a conscious thing. Like, I didn't even know I necessarily had these fantasies or desires. Or maybe I didn't. Maybe it just through doing this healing work, through admitting that I wanted more it rised, like, new desires came in, or maybe they were always there and they were suppressed. Like, who knows? Um, I think it's also the... It's like that open mind to allow yourself to fantasise, to desire, which then opens up a completely new wardrobe of ideas, doesn't it, as well? Yeah. So, like, you know, for instance, one of the things that, you know, and this is, like, a super, super, super common thing... But, like, I realised that I really liked kind of, you know, being bossed about a bit sexually. And I was just, like, that really, really scared me because I thought, well, you know, like, does that mean you then won't respect me and then that will become something outside of a sexual thing? And obviously that's not been the case, but it's not been the case because we've communicated. Um But also I thought desiring that was like really messed up and I was actually quite surprised that that was in me. And then when I started like learning about these things, what I learned is that, as I say, under every, you know, um, 
king fantasy there is something underneath that so like you know if somebody's like you know wanting to be I guess you know their partner to be a bit more dominant with them there is a reason for that and what I realized yeah, it doesn't was like mean a, you want someone to punish you or be um, cruel to you yeah and you might in the fantasy like yeah, that's not how the, it I works for it, me it, and there's yeah, no sh- it's it's more just been about desired or yeah and there's there's nothing bad or wrong with that. But the point is, like, there's something underneath. So for me, it was that, um, I guess, um, that kind of power thing of, of it's it's safe for me to surrender. Because I feel like I've never, I never fully let myself fully surrender. You know, I always felt like I had to control and be in charge and navigate everything. So it, it what it actually became is this way of, like, um, one, like, you know, your attention like fully being on me and like really feeling seen but also me surrendering really not always being in charge of everything and just um and I don't think I've ever done that like I'm very in the in the I'm very much like I know how I want things I know what I like as I say I'm very ambitious so I'm very much I'm very particular let's be honest yeah you like things a certain way I I like things a certain way I like what I like so there's very few opportunities for me to just you know fully surrender be in my body to let that go and do what yeah basically do what someone else wants you to do but I thought that made me you know like messed up and I also thought that well, if I'm allowing you to take on that role, then will that, you know... Would I take that role on elsewhere? Yeah, like, I I was scared that you would somehow turn into being an ass and you wouldn't have as much love, respect for me. Um, And I also didn't know if we could have that kind of desire and passion when we'd gone from, like, you know... um, I guess more sort of love making type thing, and yeah. also I didn't want to lose that. I didn't want to like not make love anymore. I wanted both. I didn't want to have to choose. Um, and again, that was my. Um, I felt bad about that. That was my like. Oh, why do you always want more, Kirsty? Why are you so ambitious? <laughs> Tony's just hit himself. Um, like so, I felt again this this shame around that and also I think you didn't know how you would feel about you know being that more kind of like dominant yeah but let's be honest you really enjoy that probably because you don't really get to do that I've had a good time you know (laughs) because again like you know I um again I like things like things that you probably don't often get to have that much kind of like say (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like to think you have a side. I like to think we talk about things, but ultimately, let let's be honest. You're in charge. <laughs> well, yeah, let, let's be honest. You know, I've actually got a tattoo on my forehead of a fan. Shut up, for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a liar. No. Oh, yeah, a tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> I was being really serious. <laughs> no, but like. I got, you know, but again, this is me feeling shame. I can feel myself like, oh, I don't want to say it. But yeah, I am in charge. Let's just be honest. Like, if I'm not happy... Out of the two of us, I'm know. the one who's honest about that the most. <laughs> because I feel shame around saying that, that I am bossy and demanding and this... But then also, again, this comes down to communication. Sometimes I wouldn't actually say it. I would just be passively bossy and, like, you would just detect that I was pissed off rather than just... um 
Bluntly saying. Bluntly saying. But I've actually got really, really good with this. Which I've been telling you for about 15 years. Uh, but again, these are things I have to... Because we're really taught as women to not want too much and not be inconvenient. But actually, it makes your relationship really, really shitty because the other person can pick up on you're not happy, but you're not just saying it. And I've been saying this for a while, like, people can't read your mind. So you just have to tell them. But then we don't tell people because we're so scared of, like, rejection or they're not liking it or being inconvenient. So this has actually been really, really good and really healing for our relationship because it's allowed me to, you know, have the role of, like, you know, surrendering more and just allowing myself to you know receive fully but then you've also been able to have that role of like you know being taking more in charge taking charge but then also sometimes it hasn't been that like sometimes you know we've also done the other way where you know i bossed you around <laughs> and and you also very much enjoyed that <laughs> no we don't do that again there's nothing wrong with that that's just like i don't like pain but again, but that was something I would have judged if somebody was into kind, you know, that kind of, I don't know, whipping or whatever. Um, but what, again, I learned about that is, again, it's about being, you know, in your body. You know, like, and obviously there can be many different reasons. But the point is, there's always a reason behind the things people are into and the things that they like. And actually, it can actually be a really, really you know grit portal for healing but most of us um don't allow ourselves to fantasize to want the things that we want or we don't even realize it's there or if somebody tells us about them we'll shame them and judge them and we'll think they're fucked up rather than there's something underneath that there's something that can you know be healed there or it might not even need to be something that needs to be healed it could just be like i fucking like this i like being bossed about or whatever the fantasy or whatever the kinky thing is um and is it even kinky or is that just because actually i think it's just very normal well, that's just a term that somebody used to describe something to make it understandable for someone who doesn't get it yeah but actually well, that sounded very clever <laughs> um Ooh, but it's actually about next week <laughs> but it's actually one thing i realize it's actually just very like it's all normal like all the things you're feeling and desiring and you're wanting they're all so normal like none of us are really that special in that but none of us like really really ask because we don't really believe we can have it yeah i didn't believe i could have it and as i said i didn't want to upset you you didn't want to hurt me so we're both trying to protect each other's feelings but then ended up being unhappy and like not as fulfilled as we could be um and again so it comes down to that communication but also boundaries of like you can't just do it for the other person because then that becomes sacrifice then that becomes you know resentment resentment, which ends up just becoming a whole shit show so this is where you have to come together and you have to talk to each other because you know you could have been like um no i don't i don't want that and that would have been really really hard for me and I think of course I would have felt all this shame and stuff because you know conditioning and I already felt that anywhere but I would have been able to you know in time work through that but it would have still been there and I think um because the problem is if, if you don't you don't live authentic to you you will end up resentful and you'll end up blaming the person but really it's down to you because you've never shared that, you've never communicated with that, you've never expressed what you want, and then you've never had boundaries and said that this doesn't work for me. Yeah. But I think that's a lot of it, is just communicating 
yeah. and allowing yourself to be in a position to lose everything by doing it, but okay with it as well. Yeah, because that's literally where I was. I was like, I'm willing to lose our marriage. I'm willing to walk away. Like, I'm willing to leave you. I don't want to leave you. I was going to leave you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would have been the one that walked away, all right? I'd have been like, ah. But but we were. And, like, you know, again, I feel like we're not supposed to say that. And people will be like, hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, their but- marriage is a bit... But I, but I honestly think conversations like this would be so healing for people to hear. Because you don't very often hear these, like, really raw behind-the-scenes stuff. And to be fair, a lot of this podcast is very raw. I share a lot of my shit and all the things that I'm, I'm going through. But I also don't share as much as what I say do in my membership and stuff because this is you know at the end of the day it's public but I also really believe and this is why it's called truth and transformation it would be so incredibly healing if people just shared it how it really was and that's what I said to you I was like well yeah it makes more normal conversations doesn't yeah. it yeah I was like I want to do this episode together but like I want us to both be really honest and truthful and if you don't want to do it then we won't do it but like I'm not there's no point in this episode if we don't do that. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I just think everybody would have really different relationships if they heard more conversations like this. Yeah. Oh, hang on, I just dropped my script. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> um, oh, dear. But, yeah. What would you... Is there anything you want to add to that? Not really. Um, I think we've sort of gone into it really but I do think that it's been a big turning point for us by having the awkward conversations and that's probably quite an important thing that I think people need to know yeah and that's why you know we're still going 15 years later yeah on the 29th that Kirsty forgot I didn't forget shit you first um but it yeah I I guess that I want to say is that my thing is that um I don't think relationships have to be that hard, which I know is a very contradiction because this has been really, really hard and we've gone through really, really hard stuff. And, you know, I say this quite a lot, but, like, relationships will activate you. They will bring up all your stuff. But what I mean by that is it's harder to live in authentic. It's harder to push down what you want. It's harder to not speak up because you become resentful, you become anxious depressed pissed off with the world and that's much harder well where if you actually start you know um going straight into that you actually bring more ease into life not necessarily that it will be easy none of this was easy and also but I also don't think it should be that hard like it's never been hard for us to you know love each other even when we were going through all this I was like I know that I love you that's something that I that I know I do, but I'm not willing to. I'd rather, you know, walk away than well, destroy each other. And I think I we were like happy we to let have. each other go, to go and be happy yeah, if it didn't yeah. mean being happy And it wouldn't together. be that we'd be happy about it. Oh, no, no, but no. But it's just that we cared more about each other than our egos, but we also knew a part of caring about each other meant we had to care about ourselves. So we had to, I had to care enough about myself. This is where self-love comes into it. Of like, I'm going to have your back, Kirsty, and if you are not happy, I will get you out of this situation. But first, instead of like just 
you know, I guess running away, let's actually let's actually talk it out. Let's lay your cards on the table to see if you can actually work this out. Mm, yeah. And that's that's literally what we did, and it's like, you know, Better you know, than ever. Better than ever. And I didn't think we could have that because we've had really, really amazing times in our relationship. And um, we've had times when it's been really hard and, you know, we've really had to fight for our marriage. But then we've also had times when it's been absolutely phenomenal in our relationship. So I didn't think it could get better. And I think that's why I was um, angry and pissed off and annoyed with myself because I was like, why you got like this? Why? Like, I felt like, why do you always want more Kirsty? Like, um, but actually... You have that desire in your heart, and so I would say to people is because your soul intuition knows you can have it, but you first have to acknowledge it. So I had to acknowledge that there was this new level in our relationship that I wanted, and it it wasn't coming up because it was bad or it was wrong. It was coming up because either I would walk away, and you know, as I say, a successful relationship is a one that you know if if it ends, but like you know you've learn something and you're not staying together just for the sake of it like to me that's successful so it's like it will either end and it will be like this gift that you had or you can have those things you desire in your marriage you don't actually have to compromise and that's what we've been taught yes you compromise in relationships as in we come together we we talk it out but I don't believe you, do you have together. to sacrifice yourself. If you have to sacrifice yourself, the price is too fucking high in a relationship. And that's where we make it... Like, that's where, for me, it doesn't have to be that hard. Like, yeah. you don't have to sacrifice yourself. Like, I was unwilling to sacrifice myself. And honestly, it made me feel like... I know people don't like the word C-U-N-T, but that's how it made me feel. Um... But you actually don't, like, it doesn't have to be that hard. Like, relationships, yes, they're hard in the time, but it doesn't have to be that hard where you have to, like, you shouldn't have to abandon yourself. And for me, you will never ask the person you love to do that. Yeah. If you actually love them. Like, I don't, and, but you have to be willing to give yourself that. So for for us, it was like, I don't want you to have to do that. I don't want you to have to not, have what you want into balance but I don't want me to either yeah <laughs> trying to wrap up this podcast and like Clark's clacking um, knocking on the door um, <laughs> so let's wrap this up is there anything yeah. you want to say to finish no I don't this? think so I think that's it really yeah yeah I've got nothing really to add to it I think I've ans- we've answered each other's questions or you've answered your questions okay well I will you know um, wrap this up do you want to go and see to Clark <laughs> Yeah, I, I better disappear. <gasps> yeah, you do. You do like. I'll do as I'm told. Well, well, you remember, I'm, I'm the I'm the ambitious one that um does the the business and the podcast and all the things. So let's wrap this up. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I want to end this by saying that you get to have the most soul nourishing relationships. It might mean some relationships end. It might mean that some relationships, you know, fall down. And if that does, it will be hard and it will be painful. But it will. It will open up something else for you if you allow it to. But if you want to have these relationships that feel really good for you, that actually really, really nourish you, then you're going to have to be brave. You're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to communicate um, what you want. You're going to have to be willing to put yourself out there to, again, that cliche of doing the work, looking at your activations. um, Like, because you can't have it otherwise. 
And that's literally what I did. I was like, this is what I want. And I'm going to tell my husband what I want. And I'm not, um, I'm not going to ask him to be inauthentic to himself. If, you know, if this doesn't feel good for him, if he wants something different. And I'm also not going to do that to myself either. And for me, that's the only kind of love that I want. You know, when I talk about soul nourishing relationships, that, that's what I mean. That's what I want. It doesn't mean that you will always feel nourished. It doesn't mean that you will always feel happy because relationships do activate us. But it's like the alternative is just too hard. And like, just, just be unwilling to do that stuff that hurts you. Because it's not actually in service to the other person. It's it's really not. It's it's basically just projecting out into the world of like, you have to sacrifice in relationships. You have to abandon yourself. Um, and you actually don't. You really don't. Tony's back. I don't know if that's going to be really noisy because you were like um, coming in and out. So we'll blame Tony if there was any noise there. <laughs> um you told me to go. Yeah, no, I said to go and see the clock. I didn't say then creep back in and put me off recording. I don't know. I've like moved away from the microphone now. Um, so I don't know if this will, I hopefully all the sound quality and everything will be okay. Um, but yeah, I want to wrap this up here um, because, you know, this has been going on for over an hour. But um, yeah, like raise your standards for what you want in your relationship. Allow yourself to have it. Um, if it feels wild or feels hard, um, like keep keep going through it. And if it's not serving you, be honest with yourself, you know, and let the relationship shift, whether it's like you open yourself up for this next level in your relationship or whether it's like I'm willing to, you know, to be brave and walk away. But like before you do that, Make sure you've actually, um, if you still want to, if you if you still want it, and you've got to be honest with yourself, um, actually communicate what you want. Have the hard conversation because you know you might just get it, <laughs> and it'll be better than you thought. So, but you'll never know if you don't try. So, go for it. I will be back next week with a new podcast episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. If you've enjoyed this episode, do reach out, do let me know, do share it on social media. You can message me on Instagram and leave this a review because it helps um, this podcast get seen and get out there in the world. And also I've got a free masterclass coming up called Embrace Your Inner Witch. So um, check that all out. And until then, I will speak to you next week. Namaste.